Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What's up, y'all? It's Jasmine. And what's up, y'all? It's Davior. And you are now tuned into Stories of the Streets. As always, Stories of the Streets is sponsored by Change Waco, Black Scent, the New Black Collective, and Rogue Media. Today we have a special guest. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Tierra Savells, aka the Sweetest Tea. And Tierra's um a, a guest again. She's a she has another <laughs> episode coming out this season, but she came on to talk to us again about her um. Her little like uh her, her radio show not little her radio show, um, um but yeah so just um I guess uh just in case for the people who are lazy and haven't heard you know your other episode um just briefly kind of go into a little bit about yourself you know kind of if you want to you know where you're from and stuff like that and just anything that's kind of pushed you or uh, talk about yourself and then tell us about the radio show. So. I am a graduate student at Baylor University. Um, I am the host of a radio show called Give You Blues, currently on Station Head, soon to be on Twitch and YouTube. And I guess that's kind of it. I'm not really from a place. I must claim Waco for now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grow up here, so I guess I can't really claim it. But I used to be from upstate New York. That's where I went to undergrad. Okay. In, in New York... Um what was like the the music? See, well, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, your show. So you said it's called uh, Give You Blues. Mm -hmm. So do you play a lot of blues music? What's kind of the music that uh that you like the genre, like the artists that you kind of put people onto? Yeah. So the kind of the story behind Give You the Blues kind of started from me just kind of exploring R and B music and what I thought R and B music meant to me and it felt like it really originated from blues music and something that is always something that we all know is that like a lot of music in America kinda started with black people and so I think in a way a lot of music started also from blues. So I just started doing like these stories on Instagram where I just kind of explored different genres and seeing kind of where they started. And then I got finally into blues music, and I really enjoyed it. So <laughs> I wanted to take it a step further and kind of really make it into a radio show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there were some, um, I don't listen to a lot of blues, honestly. Um, I try to. Like, there, there. I have random times where I'm like, okay, I want to listen to a new artist or a new genre or something, so I'll just click. And I found a couple of jazz songs that I like. You know, like, yeah. I, I, was a, I was a band kid, so I'm, I'm open to all, like, music, but I just don't, I still don't just listen to everything. Um, who are some of your, like, this favorite blues artists? Um, especially if you have some current ones that are still doing blues now, because that's kind of hard to come by. True, true. Um, I think for me, the artist that I really, because I feel like blues kind of melts into R&B and jazz. So one of the artists that I recently like found, she's from North Carolina, Sianka. 
And so I really like her music as well. There's a lot of artists out here that I found that are also really big into R&B music. So like Sion, EJ Mallard, people like that. Like I've really been into their music. And recently I found this artist, The Mind. Her music is so beautiful. I'm still <laughs> waiting for her to hit me back to say that she can be on my show. But she has like this one like EP called Lavender and... It is so, like, ethereal. It is so beautiful. So I, like, want you guys to listen to it also because it's really good. But, yeah, that's kind of the music I really like. Also, like, Summer Walker, I guess. Like, she's really good. And her music is really, like, blues. Like, her um, Clear EP, that was the one that kind of really got me into thinking about that because she's really heavy on, like, the guitar and things like that. So I really like listening to music with guitars and things. Do you um do you play music yourself? Like, are you do you have any instruments? Or you don't sing or anything? No, not really. You just really. love music. <laughs> yeah. I get you. No, I'm the same way. I mean, yeah, I can't sing nothing. Um, I could I hold to, a tune. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little <laughs> bit, a little hit a note or something. But I used to play trombone, and that's probably the the closest that. And you know, the, the trying to hum the notes. That's probably the closest that I've gotten to like you know experiment with music. Um, and you said you, you you spent some time in New York, right? Yeah. Um, do you have any just like uh, memories or just like stories about like the music scene in New York? Because I know the New York has a real like kind of rich like music history. Definitely so. So I actually went to the school in upstate New York called Hobart and William Smith Colleges. And I don't know why everybody was out there like really on some good music scene, but I met like an artist called Just Jonathan. And he's also like an R&B artist and I really like his music too. And so I always feature it on my show on Station Head. And then I met this one DJ slash now producer, 2300. And so like I like to like talk with them about music a lot because it feels like aside from like hip hop being like the birthplace in New York City, like a lot of Caribbean people moved to New York City, and I feel like the scene with, like, soca music and all that is also something, like, really big. And that's what I also kind of want to share on my Give You Blue show because despite it being so upbeat all the time, most of the time they're talking about, like, really sad things. Like, sometimes I'll, like, go to a party, and they'll be playing, like, Hurting Me by Stefan Don. And I'll be like, this is a <laughs> song that'll get me into my feelings. Like, I don't want to whine to this, like, yeah. you know, like... So I think, like, for the music scene, it's a lot of, like, soca music and reggae music that really, like, opened me up. Because my dad, he's also from New York City. He's from Brooklyn. So, like, I grew up listening to, like, a lot of that music. And so it's kind of also why I kind of got into Give You Blues and trying to also just showcase, like, the diaspora and how big, like, the blues kind of just inspired so many, like, levels of music. Wow. Well, no, for real. Um, I think one of the most underrated movies I've ever seen um, not ever seen, but one of my favorite underrated movies is Cadillac Records, and that goes a lot into the kind of Motown and just, uh, you know, Etta James and Chuck Berry and just kind of, you know, more pioneers um, from, you know, back in the day that really helped influence music that we don't talk about, you know, enough now. So that's dope. I think, you know, yeah, we don't, I don't think people bring enough, you know, attention to blues and just the history of it. So I think that's... I, all the artists you listen, li listed, I've never heard of none of them. I'm not going to lie to you, okay, but they all sound... Uh, really interesting and that kind of plays into a conversation we were having um, on a different episode about just how big um, art is and you know how there's always still space for different people and different you know interpretations of different like genres because you know art is just ever changing and there's so much room and so many things you can do with it um so yeah I, I appreciate that you put me on some new people I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need them all again because I'm gonna forget it <laughs> gotcha. but this is a point yeah you know I get the 
That's for the people to listen to. Yeah. I was just sitting here thinking. I know that blues was still, especially in Waco, like, um, ca- like Classy Blue and people like him, um, those people were still performing, like, recently. And so I guess for me, I don't feel like the blues kind of died. <laughs> it just reinvented itself. And even the traditional blues, like, they they were still around, like, in our lifetime, like B.B. King, those people were still, a lot of those people were still alive. Um, and I'm glad you brought up Cadillac Records. It's like my favorite movie ever. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I watched it every day for like um, six months. But it was because the stories, like they actually told their stories. So I think for a long time, I don't, re- I didn't realize that Chuck Berry was a black man mm-hmm. because the way that, once again, we're taught history or, you know, people are given narratives of certain things. Um, the narrative doesn't always fit us uh, to benefit us or to make us look like, you know, we did something good or uh, gave a good contribution. So I was really happy that Cadillac Records was a movie that focused on the individual stories of these different artists, especially blues artists, because I feel like a lot of times they're discounted because you have back then so many people, like it was a lot of people that, that were singing back in the day. And they had more... I feel like they had more lifespan in their careers than <laughs> what we're used to. And so we were able to witness people even still, like some of them are dead and gone, but their music is so legendary. We're still able to experience people from our grandparents, great-grandparents generation because their music is timeless, whereas like I would have never considered like Summer Walker a blues artist. Like, you know, a lot of people wouldn't consider her that because I'm just like – Summer, you know, sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes her music can be not what I would deem as blues music, but then I do like she has that song with um Ari Lennox, um, Unloyal. Like, I could see that, you know, leaning more towards a bluesy song because, like, they're like they're they're having a moment like you say it's a it's a moment more so, and then how you say you know um R and B yes. R&B is definitely deeply rooted in the blues. Um, And I know that a lot of them, like, even in the 90s, like, especially Mary J. Blige, like, she sang blues music. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that. But it's just so, such a rich history. So I'm really glad that somebody from our generation is, like, you know, bringing it to the forefront because I I haven't heard any new blues artists. Like you said, you just named all of these people. And I'm like, hmm, I've never heard of them. And like I said, I wouldn't typically say, oh, Summer Walker, yeah, she... She's a blues artist, but I can see how you, you know, you could, you could spin it and be like, oh, yeah, maybe she is because I can see like Ari Lennox, but people always kind of label people like Ari is more neo soul mm-hmm. when there's kind of a difference. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's just cool. I love talking music. <laughs> and that but, feels newish to me. Yeah. But I yeah. feel like that's somebody's way of trying to discredit like kind of blues in a way it's like they've done this like neo soul, like, you know, kind of like label. I think I think blues would fit Ari Lennox pretty yeah. pretty well. Cause I'll, neo soul is different. That's like Kim and y- people like that. I don't know if y'all know Kim. That guy Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's that's more neo soul. It's like people that are like when I think of neo neo soul, I think of Afrocentric and okay, yeah. airy kumbaya. And I'm singing about love. My heart is not necessarily broke, but I have a ballad to sing. Doesn't yeah. mean that it's 
but the blues is something like it's like more of like a crying out yeah, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. something. Almost so, like yeah. you're venting on the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you um have you seen the movie Soul? Yeah. Yeah, I like I like Soul because I thought Soul was a really good um I don't know just a nice little kind of almost love letter to blues and I wish don't get me started on movies but I wish Soul <laughs> didn't do what it did where like you know um, spoilers if you haven't seen Soul but. Where Jamie Foxx, like, is a soul for the majority of the movie. So you don't really get, you know, a black character leading an animated movie and yeah. doing, like, blues music. You got, like, a little ghost thing. You know, walking, Live. you know, yeah, yeah. Just, like, running around for the whole hour and a half or whatever. But um, for the time that we did get, you know, in Harlem or where I, I forgot where the movie took place. But, like, you know, with, with the music and just, like, the just some animations and just the soulful. It was, just, it, was it was really <laughs> it was nice. Good. It was really nice. It was really well animated, too. I think it was a really nice um. Like I said, the representation of like blues music, and um, I'm trying to think. Do you do you have like a a kind of story or like a a mission that you kind of you know wanted to achieve by by doing this, or did you just kind of do it because you like I love blues music and I think more people should be you know realizing the fact that it it still is around, you know? Yeah. No, I think for me. I also really do love blues music, but yeah. I feel like every other day on like social media, people will sit here as soon as somebody releases like a new R&B album or something, they'll be like, you know what, R&B is dead. And so like to the point where like almost these artists that are singing R&B don't even want to be listed as R&B anymore. Yeah. So like people mm -hmm. like Duckworth, like he doesn't even want to be listed as R&B when his music is R&B to me, but I don't know. It's just, like, hard. And then you have, like, people like Jacquees, too, who are out here saying he's the king of R&B. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I wanted to bring more awareness so that people know that, like, there's a lot, like, even as R&B as a genre and blues, like, it's so expansive. So I think that was, like, one of my main goals, just to bring light to the diaspora, if I could use that as a word in mm. this case. But, like, the diversity that is R&B music and, like, how it spreads really through the diaspora too so that yeah. was like my main goal too and it's a lot of good artists that get overlooked because of what people think mainstream artists should be doing yeah. and even like the artists that are like veterans and stuff like they're not putting out albums anymore because like you said people keep saying r&b is dead and there's no da -da 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 -da. like it's always something and i know tank um <laughs> got mad at them one time <laughs> and he said something and I was just like, yeah, he's kind of right because every time, like, y'all say R&B is dead, but these people are still making music. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's kind of disrespectful. Like, I I really hate that art is seen as entertainment sometimes because it's like you take away their artistry and you take away the hard work that they put in by saying, oh, it's dead. Hip-hop hip hop has been dead to people for forever. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you take away these people's calling, basically, mm -hmm. and they don't want to do it. And like you said, then you have people like Little Man um, <laughs> <laughs> saying things. <laughs> and I'm like, um, okay. And he's, you know, he's one of my least favorite artists. I love Jacquees, so you can't be um. out here saying that, though. Like, he makes <laughs> good music, though. I it's wouldn't just, classify him as R&B, though. No, but it's just, I think it's the it's the level of um, 
disrespect that he has for his vets like he says very disrespectful things to them and it's like without them you don't have influence Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't even know your voice and i hear you covering people's music all the time sorry we're attempting to but it's like though i think that the problem is is people don't respect art anymore and they want something like i'm not will never ever be a turn queen like i don't like mumble rap i don't know i don't listen to the meat like i don't listen to a lot of stuff i don't listen to anything that i cannot connect with or i don't understand because i'm not looking for a moment i'm looking for something that i'm going to be able to listen to in 30 years and tell my kids y'all don't know nothing about this (laughs) (laughs) and that's just that's just how i listen to music but i actually listen to the lyrics as well like you're saying like some stuff is deep and you're like Mm -hmm. Why are you playing this right now? <laughs> like, this is not the moment for this song. So I totally get what you're saying. But there are a lot of great artists. There's this girl. I think she's from Dallas. Her name is Texas. She's an R&B artist. And I'm, like, in my car listening to her. And people are all like, who is this? And I'm like, I've been listening to this album for, like, five or six years. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. But those artists are often overlooked because, you know, people don't they don't go outside of what's on the mainstream screen. And I'm the type of person I'll turn on a playlist and I'm like, Oh, I found somebody new. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just like, I'll become a fan of that artist because I'm like, yeah, you're actually doing the way that you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And then there's, um, I don't know, it's something in the water over there in um, like England and stuff. <laughs> they can all sing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, even like, that's how far of a reach blues and r&b like you think about adele you think about sam smith there's another lady that's from the uk um her name is janine she used to be janine in a mixtape but it's like these artists there's so many people who are talented and they're singing these things that y'all say are dead but they're not dead you're just not listening or paying attention to it but these people they're here they're singing janine can sing (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what's going on over there but everybody that is an artist from there and it's not even just black people because all of these people that I just named are all white. Mm-hmm. And even in the United States, there's Yabba. Yeah. She's cold. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's yeah, there's R and B there's R and B music. <laughs> like literally there's R and B Jojo, she came back. So glad. <laughs> but there like there are people that are they're still performing. They're still, you know, the, these are the people that'll sit on a stool and just sing you and you be like, Oh my God, you could you sound like the studio version. And but, you know, people don't know that. And all of the people that they say, well, R&B is dead. It's nothing like the old times. All of those people that y'all used to listen to are still touring, but you don't you don't support them mm-hmm. because you're not seeing them on TV and they're actually out working, going on tour because everybody that they say is not singing Tank still tours, Life Jen is still tours. Mm-hmm. Like, all Jasmine is still tours. Yes, yeah. Jasmine Sullivan is touring now. Like, mm-hmm. and th- it's just, it gets disrespectful. <laughs> it is, but I... I think one of the biggest problems is that, like I said, people don't respect art for what it is, and they want a moment. And those people aren't about moments. And those people, I said it on one episode, those people deserve to take off and experience life because you can't create good art if you haven't had any life experience. So I just, I don't know. I really commend what you're doing because a lot of people need to be put on to good music because they're listening to the same thing. Drake is great, but it's like. There's more. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I, I, I will take Drake's older music over <laughs> some of his new music because I feel like when he, you know, he, now he's making music that's going to sell, but before he was more so making music that was from mm-hmm. his 
his deep place. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people understand it because moments like mm -hmm. I need to turn up. True. I'm like, we ain't going to sit down and listen to a lesson, <laughs> you yeah. know? So I, I really do admire what you're doing because I don't, I don't think that I've ever heard just anyone in our, our generation at all focusing on like what it is to have like a standard for listening purposes. That's a nice way of saying it. Because <laughs> they say it's not nice to call people's art trash, but some people can't sing and some people can't rap. And that's, that's just... True. A fact. <laughs> yeah. And see, I lost my train of thought. I had so much to say. No, um, I think I think a big issue now with R&B music not getting the attention and like love and respect that it should and just like, you know, blues, jazz, you know, we just want to get deeper into it. It's just not, like, trendy. You know, you don't see a lot of people hopping on, like, TikTok and doing, like, challenges to, like, you know, R&B songs and stuff like that. And if they do, it's remixed. You know, they've done mm -hmm. some, some, some kind of new beat to it to where, you know, you can dance to it a whole lot easier. Yeah. And for all the conversations that people have, um, air quotes around half because the audience can't see, um, for all the conversations that we have about mental health and how important it is to kind of really just, like, talk about things, I feel like it's really trendy to push away from that. People are really trying to just like either seem really messed up or seem like they're having the best time in their life and there's no in between. Nobody really just wants to take time to just talk about stuff. Like people, you know, a lot of people keep stuff in because they're like, if I talk about it, what's the point? Like what what is that person going to fix if I go and talk to them about it? They're not going to fix anything. If you really want to get into it, talking to your, your one friend that, you know, lives down the street, they're not going to help you with whatever issue you're struggling through. But they're there to listen to you. Just getting it off your chest is going to help you more than you realize it. Mm -hmm. So blues and R&B and stuff like that is just another way of people getting stuff off their chest. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to do that no more. It's easier to keep things bottled up and just, like, walk around, you know, all sad and hurt and hope that people give you the attention for walking around sad and hurt and not really wanting to, you know, talk about it. So I think I think that's another reason why it's just not as big as it should be. People people don't want to talk about things. They don't want to just, like, look at the ugly side of life and just really address stuff. So a whole genre, a whole area of music that's just talking and addressing stuff, they're not going to really hold a, a candlelight to that and really just, you know, focus on it. And then on another side of the spectrum, you got artists that have this longevity and has been around for years now doing things to kind of stay with the trends. Like, stay relevant. yeah, Usher, Usher put out a... I was about to say his name, but I didn't want to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Usher, I, there, was a, there was a random day, like not that long ago, where I was just like, uh, where's Usher been? I just, it just randomly hit me. I remember supposed to be in a movie, had the little, whole, little herpes scandal. Like he had a whole lot of stuff go on and Usher was just gone for a little bit. So I was like, all right, what happened to Usher? So I looked him up, and um, he had put out an album, I think, with Zaytoven mm -hmm. or something. It was yeah. with a producer, and yeah, and it was like, you know, the producer's nice. I like Zaytoven. There's a lot yeah, of future beats. Good. I like Zaytoven. But I didn't like the album. Like, I didn't like the Usher and Zaytoven album. And I listened to it, and it's not the first time that Usher's done stuff where it's more rap, like, centered in the beats, you know. So he not, it's not his first time doing stuff like this, but it was like the the – yeah, I'm trying to, it was as far away from Usher as I can probably like think that he could do musically. And then Mary J. Blige is doing something similar. Like I remember seeing something on Instagram where she has a new song coming out with DJ Khaled. Mm -hmm. Haven't heard it yet, so I yeah. can't really talk about it, but I remember just hearing the snippet 
and I was listening to it, and I was like, okay, like this sounds like that Drake song she did a little while ago. Like it has that kind of uh, beat. It's really just like energetic and stuff like that. And people in the comments are just dragging it. Like, you know, no, Mary, why are you doing stuff like this? Like, you don't have to do this. Like, you know, you, you're a singer. You're a soul singer. Why are you doing like this kind of like almost like Beyonce pop, you know, type mm-hmm. rap on a beat? No shade to Beyonce because, you know, it, it, that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> like, you know, that that's, that's the thing right now. A lot of people, they're either they've been here so long and they're trying to stay relevant or people who have just been doing the same thing for years aren't getting the attention because it's not, you know, trendy. They're not getting attention because no one wants to give them attention. Um, and I think uh, the question I had for you before I, like, went on my little rant was, um, do you know, is a lot of these artists that you mentioned, are they kind of, like, underground, like, they're not signed and stuff like that, or is it more so, like, they are signed and they fallen into that little trap or record label just kind of keep a hold on them? Because that's something that's really, like, big right now, the staying unsigned and working and you know making your royalties and working for yourself stuff like that or assigning and risking the risk of like being a slave you know to a a company for a little while and you can't drop until i say you can drop and you oh your last album didn't drop so or didn't do numbers so they wait 10 years like you know they they do that they really mess people over because they get popping for a little while they have a really big song like i remember when jasmine sullivan first bust on the scene like people are singing bust the windows of the car for like two weeks straight or like stuff like that like you know that i remember when these people first like you know came on the scene and then we hit this stride where people are saying r&b is dead and now you have you know artists who are trying to break through and are they are they still unsigned or are they kind of more so just you know just are signed and just underrepresented so before i get into that because you was dissing mary j blige and i can't I just let that say i wasn't trying to diss her i wasn't trying she to diss has it. a whole alter ego named brooklyn <laughs> Uh, because she even she's coming out with a new album, I think like maybe like this next upcoming week, mm. and it's they got some good tracks on there. Like we can't sit here and sleep on here. I think just because DJ Khaled has his own sound and it was on his album, that's why it was like that. Yes, Dream, I've noticed yeah. that when he had he has those albums where he has like various artists. They do whatever song. He puts together, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. the one producing them, it. They, they cold. Some of them not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I remember for say, free. Yeah. Um, and then he yeah. had that um song with Jay Z and, and Beyonce, Beyonce. Um, and then good. he had yeah. that song with the um Maria Maria beat with Rihanna. Yeah, Wild Thoughts. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. So he, I mean, he's kind of he's got like his own way that he. Goes yeah, DJ. Out, no, no, no. I got some yeah. DJ calls. It's yeah, just yeah. weird. DJ Khaled and Mary J. Blige. It was a weird little mashup. Yeah, the combo of the names yeah. is kind of weird. But, I mean, Mary been thinking she was a rapper since <laughs> she did um, that song where she was like, no hateration, holleration. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> don't need no hateration. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think, I don't know. For her, it's a little different. But as far as Usher, I was going to say his name before you said it because <laughs> I think when he got the earring, he thought he was young again. <laughs> because I was just like, I think it may have been the same album. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, And he's had, he yeah. had that one song, No Limit. That song yeah. was fine. That's fine, yeah. But after that That's about that the limit point, that you could go. <laughs> yes, because you're like 40-something, yeah. sir. And yeah. I noticed he had an earring, and I was like, why would you wait till you're 40s to get your ears pierced? Like, that's when I knew it was a midlife crisis. So maybe he's just having a moment no. because I was just like, yeah, this is a little weird. Like I, I felt the same thing. I was like, yeah, just stay with singing confessions. Just go back there. You could have hit us with a part three or something. We he could have. And I yeah, we would have took that. <laughs> no, but I guess going back to your question about like the artists that I listen to, like part of them are unsigned and like underground, like still trying to build and make their own. But, 
some of them are also signed and they do have their own like I think also something that I've been like recently getting into like on my show too because I like to sometimes also like dive into albums because I feel like R&B artists they really be putting a lot into albums like it's a whole storyline that they put in and people just kind of like sleep on it so yeah. like recently the weekend He's, like, a really popular R&B artist that people don't like, but I feel like... I think his last album, The After Hours, was a bit, like, very experimental yeah. for a lot of people to, like, get into. But, like, when he came back with this Dawn FM, it, like, brought me back to, like, R&B. Because even though it's, like, a mixture of, like, electronic, like, house music... It really, he's like sitting here, like kind of lamenting on his life and like speaking yes. a lot about yeah. it. Yeah. He scares me. And even <laughs> like, but his videos are really interesting just to even break down. So I also like have like the show on Instagram where I kind of like go into music videos, but you know, copyright issues. So I can't yeah. speak on The Weeknd and his stuff <laughs> because he's under like a corporation, you yeah. know, yeah. UMG, Universal Music Group. They be. They be coming for me all the time. I used to post their videos, and they almost, like, locked my whole account out because I was doing too much. But I think in his music, like, I don't know. I just feel like most of the time when it comes to R&B artists, it's also just, like, this stigma in the media. Like you said, like, they don't want to, like, talk about it. And so um, that's kind of what I'm trying to show in my show is that, like, we can feel the blues, but we can also just, like, let talk it go, it. too. Yeah. Like, if once you talk about it with people, then it kind of, like, makes you feel a little bit lighter. So I think that's, like, just providing a space to feel the blues. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a very, I will say, he's a very good artist. He just kind of gives me, like, the heebie-jeebies. I'm like, <laughs> sad again, aren't we? I, 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 <laughs> I mean, appreciate but he has really good music he does like his his music is really good he just i think the last time he freaked me out on that that performance on the super bowl yes and i was (laughs) like sir are you do we need to have a conversation Mm -hmm. but i like you said i think that they keep those things bottled up so i believe that a lot of times when we're thinking that their performances are outlandish and stuff it's like well this is the creativity i needed to get out what i'm actually going through Mm -hmm. so i appreciate it but it was just like whoa like Counseling. Wouldn't expect that. Yeah, counseling. I, I was gonna say I I appreciated his dedication to that. Like when he when the the first picture first came out and his face was beat up and stuff like that. I was so confused. I thought he actually got beat up. Like I was, like, I was like, what happened? I was like, what happened this weekend? I was like, and then I found out it's all part of his like um album. And I was like, you can't beat that kind of level of dedication really like that. And then came up to Super Bowl, you know, with the whole you know kind of costume and the effect. And then what's the newest album, Dawn FM? FM yeah. yeah, and then kind of has like the whole old man aesthetic. So I'm trying to see if he's gonna bust that out for like a concert and stuff like that. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to. It's 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 like she said. It's kind of it's kind of weird because we're not used to it. But the same way, I think I kind of like it because we're not used to it. Like he's yeah. he is a singer, but he's also at the same time almost putting like a performance, like an acting like performance because he's in in a sense like I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't listen to him enough to get the full picture. I did listen to Dawn FM. I didn't, I didn't love it as much as his previous works. Um, this is not a critique of this music. Uh, this, this, this is what this episode's turning into. This, this artist and this artist. But um, <laughs> no, nah, um, yeah, it was just something just really different. It's really unexpected, and I, I think that's probably what's gonna help keep him. Fresh. Yeah, he's dedicated. Yeah, it's like um, how. Eminem created Slim Shady, like, became Slim Shady. So, like you said, it's appreciated because he is, like, he's sticking to his work. It's just, 
like I thought Slim Shady was crazy too. <laughs> but Eminem is one of my favorite rap artists because of the artistry and the dedication to his craft. So I do appreciate it. So I was like, The Weeknd has really good music. It was just like, what? yeah, yeah. yeah. I really think that it's because he did everything at once, and it was like you were just all melancholy, and then you just was like, boom, here I am. <laughs> I'm a performer, and I was just like, well, like, you've been chill for all of these yeah, years, true, yeah, and yeah. it just kind of freaked kinda me out. Kind of introverted vibe where you feel like yeah. you almost didn't want to get and in And then he was just out there, and I was like, okay, this not what I expected from you, but okay. But, yeah, he's he's pretty good. And that's a whole number of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this video um, that got into the weekend about his, like, music videos and stuff like that. And that's when it was, like, I got to, like, it reminded me of that when you brought up just, like, trying to break down vi- music videos. And do I want to go there? We'll go there. It's all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, in the video, um, it, it was just, you know, it was it was off the ones, it was off the one, the one, the bloody face. I can't think of, mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of the album again. Um, after Hours. After Hours, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was that one. Or maybe it was the one before that. But it was, like, the, the one with the, I think it's the hills. Like it was the one before that because it had the the music video for the hills and the exploding car oh, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, they broke down that video and they broke down another video. And the person in the video that was just talking was just kind of talking about how they feel like um, it was the weekend's um, first time like selling his soul or mm-hmm. like you know seeing like you know just kind of that like you know that part of the music industry is what the guy was bringing up. And um, I just thought about that what you brought up. You know, just breaking down music videos because I was like yeah, art. And that's what sucks about, you know, everyone not really getting the chance to kind of just be in the limelight almost to kind of have people talk about it and break down their art um, because there's so many interesting things that can be interpreted or can, like, secretly be told to us through, like, music, and we don't even really know what the, what we're really taking in. And um, I think that's a really, yeah, like, I like, is that something that you do on your show a lot? Like, do you also break down music videos a lot too? Or is that that kind of the the hook to it? Like on top of you just showing like blues videos, you kind of break down like the songs and the meaning of it and stuff like that. So, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I have a lot of endeavors with this music show that I have been doing. So, in addition to like breaking down music videos and different songs, like in the beginning when I first started doing it on Station Head, I would almost have like a theme to the music. So it would be like one time I did on Rain. So it was just, like, a bunch of different songs that, like, incorporated Rain, and then I just, like, kind of broke down what, like, Rain kind of meant in the songs as well. Like, you know, like, people sometimes feel of it as just, like, oh, like, I'm crying, I'm sad, and the Rain is crying with me, or Rain could also just be, like, bringing you good blessings and things. So I'm also a writer, so I like to write poems, too. So then sometimes I'll, like, share poetry, like, I'll, like, listen to the songs, and I'll, like, find a theme and be like, oh, I actually wrote a poem almost on the same thing, so then I'll, like, share it at the same time. So just, like, breaking it down through there, just kind of sharing artistry. You definitely love to talk to Adam more than, yeah. Because <laughs> he, he does, um, analog, she mentioned it, an, yeah. yeah, Analog Waco, and it's a kind of a spoken word um, poetry type of event, uh, you know, written stories, you know, whatever. He just kind of creates these space for people to come on and just kind of, share experiences and stuff like that through creative like writing so yeah you 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 definitely love to talk to adam that'd be cool okay okay um i don't think i have too much else no i'll talk about music yeah yeah i was like yeah i was like (laughs) it's so easy to just go into down a rabbit hole because i was gonna bring up black too i don't know if y'all listen to him yeah yeah Yeah. i want to say six like every time but yeah black yeah he (laughs) should be a blues artist because um (laughs) 
everything's like love letters or poem like it's very poetic mm-hmm. wow. and it's very deep and i'm always like okay yeah. you know the, okay sir True. but when y'all were talking about when we were talking about the weekend i thought about him too mm-hmm. because he's very much like i don't know if i've ever heard him really just have a turn up moment or anything like that but i listen to his albums and he's one of the artists that i really do like and i know people people know him but i think that going back to what dvr was asking about them you know if they're signed or you know if they're underground artists i would think that a lot of people stay unsigned so that they can maintain their sanity for one Mm -hmm. but also keep their creativity and put out music as they would like to and they don't have the restrictions or worrying about people stealing their money um (laughs) which i would do as well but i think about artists like him who sometimes i feel like should have blown up by now Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't happen but i think one thing that i learned with these artists is that they don't want that to necessarily happen all the attention especially like like with summer walker like that time where she like wanted to stop touring altogether oh when they kept making memes of her and said she was standing like a soldier yeah Yeah. because she's a little (laughs) awkward and i was like well you know she makes her little sad music she probably wasn't expecting that many people to relate but then yeah they were so mean i was like i mean i probably would be standing like her too that's a lot of people (laughs) right and i don't think that they realize because someone is an artist most of the time artists are introverted so just mm-hmm. because you're an artist does not make you want to be a performer True. and they're like mm-hmm. well she signed she choked it was money mm-hmm. i mean you would have signed too if you felt like your life was going to be in a better position but it doesn't take away who they are at the core and i think that sometimes people neglect the fact that they're still human beings just like the mm-hmm. rest of us mm-hmm. and i'm like i probably would have been worse than summer so i'm not gonna see here and <laughs> laugh at her like right. that's that's a it's overwhelming yeah. and always being judged or you know whatever like we're sitting here talking to dissecting their music whatever you put out for the world to listen to or to see is going to get critiqued and although they know that it's not always a comfortable place to be in so i think that you know it's fair either yeah i would stay underground too yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like really play my little shows at the little cafes okay see y'all next weekend (laughs) And be done with it because, yeah, no, that whole celebrity thing, that's a lot. You brought me brought up black and it got me going again. With him, before we close that, I think specifically, like how you said, he might not want to blow up. But at the same time, even on tracks where he does a song where it's more hype, more rap, you know, more turn up, he still is him. Like, you know, he blends in effortless, effortless, effortlessly and you know it's black, you know, like when he's when he's doing it. Um there's something else you said, but it's it's fine. I don't, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, you talking the? No, nah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, it was about the media and stuff like that. But because they just drag exactly. people, like people are yeah. human, and I'm just like, at the end of the day, like I think that's the biggest issue with the they whole still media. have the same color blood as us, yeah. and like all of our all of our DNA strands loop the same. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand why people try to make it seem like they're superhuman or something. And like they they can be without fear. No. Beyonce even says she's scared before every show. Mm-hmm. I would be scared too. All those people. It's a lot of people looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want nobody staring at me. Like it's it's awkward. And I'm just like you know giving those artists a grace. Now, what's his name? Jack Jack Queez. <laughs> he just talks too much. And so sometimes it's like you know if you talk yourself up that way, then it's harder to kind of feel empathetic for you. Before a lot of people who are just you know doing their music and saying this is my this is my artistry this is what i want to do i do feel bad for them because they literally just want to make music because 
they don't know how else to function. But it's like when you be like, I'm the greatest, blah blah blah. Well, you better be the greatest yeah. because that's what that's the standard you that you set. Up now. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, remember when he was supposed to go to PV? Remember that? For what? There's a there's a point in time I have to bring this up because it's so funny to me. <laughs> um, I have some I got cousins that go down to PV, and this is a couple of years ago. Jacqueline's supposed to go down there and perform, I think, for okay, their home coming. Oh, Prairie View. Prairie View. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. down there like near Houston and stuff like that. Um, it's for their for their homecoming. And I can't remember what happened. <laughs> I can't remember what happened, but for some reason he either canceled or couldn't go or they wouldn't pay him enough or something. Like he got really mad. And it was just on like Twitter talking about F Texas and F like P V and how yeah, yeah. And like he's, saying all this stuff crazy. about how he didn't want to come and how he didn't need to come to P V and stuff like that. So P V students fire started firing back. We don't want you here anyway. You know, singing <laughs> just like your covers and stuff like that. Like you probably couldn't sing live. It was a real funny thing. It was it is funny. As you, as you brought him up, I thought about that. The time that he was beefing with basically PV for not wanting to come down. Yeah. Can we already hear about that? That was, that was a funny little moment. I <laughs> thought they were going to beat him up. I remember that. <laughs> but yeah. I think that, like I said, the thing with him is he talks a lot. Yeah. And that there's a difference between being an humble artist than just running your mouth. Yeah. And or actually being able to run your mouth but still have the, 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 yeah, the, the, the stuff to back it up. You got the yeah, room to back it up. I think, yeah, Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon complex, complex yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, sure. So, yeah, if I ain't got no, you got nothing else? I don't know. No, okay, wait. I have one last thing because right, yeah, y'all was talking about the media. I feel like the one thing about the media that really is getting me is because, like, even like with radio stations, like sometimes they'll say that they play R and B music, but then it'll just like end up being like a lot of hip hop. And mm-hmm. so I think that's why many people just feel like it's dead because when you turn on the radio, when you listen to things, they don't play these new artists. Even or it's if old they school. Are. Yeah. yeah. That's so it's like nobody R&B knows. Only plays old R&B. Yeah. 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 So. Come on an R&B night and it's just like, you know, real old tracks, real, real 90s. And it's a vibe or whatever. But yeah. I would love for, that's a great point because on, I yeah. listen to smooth R&B sometimes when I actually listen to the radio and they only play edited versions of 90s music mm-hmm. and nothing else and i'm like these are my songs but I, it would be nice for them to introduce newer New stuff, yeah. newer artists so that, that's a very good point poor people yeah. See, stay independent <laughs> yeah, yeah. bless your own music <laughs> <laughs> but as always i'm davy R. and i am jasmine and this has been stories of the streets stories of the streets you can do it <laughs> <laughs> Can we cut that part, Mike? We'll do it again. Okay. We'll do it again. Um, yeah. As, okay. al- as always, I'm Davey R. And I'm Jasmine. And this has been Stories of the Streets. You can find us on Instagram at Stories of the Streets underscore. On Facebook at Stories of the Streets. And if you would like to be a guest, please email us at Stories of the THA Streets dot gmail dot com. Thank you This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>